Hello, hello. Can you hear me all? Yeah, I hear you. Ah, that's good. Yeah. So we are going to start talking about uh, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, right? Uh -huh. So we have a lot in common if we see through the perspective of of hating BTC, for example. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right. So we have a common ground there. And and the reason that we do not like BTC is because it was uh, captured by the banks, right? That's the right, rhetoric yeah. we are we are telling everybody that BTC was captured by the banks because Mastercard, for example, is a big investor, and they only have one node, and this node is only controlled by a small group of developers, which. They are led by Adam Back, for example. Some people think Adam Back could be Satoshi Nakamoto. But you guys think that uh, Craig Wright is actually Satoshi Nakamoto. So that's, that is the divergence, I think, between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SB. That in Bitcoin Cash, we actually do not believe that this guy, Craig Wright, is Satoshi Nakamoto. But personally, okay. I am su very surprised and amazed with the technology you have in Twitch, for example. I have yeah. opened there an account. I have used it in, the, in a few days. And what I see is that it is great for people to store their media, for example, on the blockchain. I think that that is uh, nice. It is a, a fiat tour that Bitcoin has that Bitcoin Cash hasn't because we are focused on peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. That's our focus, guys. So what what do you think about Bitcoin Cash? Yeah, well, actually, um, you know, when I first got into Bitcoin, um, I was a follower of Bitcoin Cash when that first fork happened. And, um, you know, I, I actually like the idea they had, um, you know, behind what what they wanted to do, which was obviously be the cash system of the internet. Um, and, and you know, I follow. I, I've been following the contest for a while, but uh, what I've what I've seen is a little bit of, uh, I, I guess, a little bit of stall. Like uh, there hasn't been a lot of. New things coming out on Bitcoin Cash. Um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm missing out on a few things, but as far as like, um, like technology-wise, I don't think that they've been they've been very um, big on on creating an ecosystem behind it. Um, so, so that's kind of where, where I, I, I moved over to BSV. Um, you know, obviously the ideology is very similar in both BSV and and Bitcoin Cash, and, uh, and, and, and you know, we're, we're all, we're kind of all, uh, we all separated from BTC for the same reason, um, but I, I think, I think there's been more ambition to, to make something uh, bigger on BSV, uh, you know, using, using some of the, uh, the core technology that Satoshi Nakamoto first started with, you know, so, uh, like, like, for example, you know, uh, BCH, 
uh, I, I think there's a lot of things that BFB and BCH are pretty close. You know, like transaction fees are really low on BCH. You know, you can do small transactions on, on Bitcoin Cash. Uh, but I think the big difference really comes down to, um, to, to the smart contract capability and, and the, the block size. I think those, those two things are, uh, are going to be um, the big, the big changes, um, at least, you know, in the near future, um, because, because you're able to do so much more with, with the coin, um, you know, we can use, we can use Bitcoin cash, um, as a, as a cash system, but, but if you can't, if you can't build businesses on it, if you can't build applications on it, you know, there's not a lot of use case. So I think that's where BSV really takes the lead as far as uh, you know long-term growth, because that's that's really where um, you know there's going to be a lot more development, not just from small developers and you know indie groups coming in, but also from you know big corporations, big enterprise that want to use the technology. Uh, you know, like you said, you know the the uh, capability to store data like Twitch is doing. Um, and there's other apps that are also taking advantage of that. Um, you know, creative people that want to uh, use NFTs. Um, you know, there's there's been a, a big uh, shift from from some, some big gaming companies into, into focusing on NFTs. So once they discover, you know, the potential of, of, of what a big block can do and also you know the fact that you know you can build smart contracts within bitcoin sv um you know i think that's that's going to be a big difference something you can't really do on bch um well we actually are releasing this year on on may uh an upgrade in a network it is it is actually going to be um uh, started this uh, cash token thing in between cash so we are going to uh, start using smart contracts inside the bch network so a lot of up up uh, up codes that satoshi for example uh, bring on bitcoin at first uh, when it is was it, it was released we are going to start using them in cash tokens and you guys in BSB, I know that you were kind of respecting these opcodes, right? Like, yeah, yeah these opcodes that you protected with Satoshi Vision and BCH wasn't using. Now we are going to start using them. So I don't know if you know about this, about this cash token thing, and what do you think about them? Because, for example, you guys have this other opcode that was uh, announced to, to your community like op court seat right like these court decisions that can uh, take uh, your coins if a judge decide to do so so i don't think that satoshi vision is actually money i think it can be used for example for microtransactions maybe for tipping little quantities of money for storing a, a large a data right inside the blockchain i think that is a uh, the best use case for you but as cash guys i think it is not the best uh, especially after that up 
Korsik, right? What do you think about the up Korsik, my friends? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, a big fan of it, but I do see why it could be, uh, why it could be needed in 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 the in the mass adoption scenario. Um, you know, with with uh, with this interest of digital currencies with with governments and you know enterprise and, and things like that uh one of the benefits that they're seeing is that it's programmable that it's um you know traceable and all these things um so so i do see like the reason why they would uh look for um for for something that that a, a court decision could uh could return ownership to to the rightful person quote unquote so um so like if 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 you're if you're a big government right and 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 you're presented the idea of of this digital currency um but but it, but you're not able to use your legal powers to uh you know to make crime or any illegal activity uh you know kind of bring that under control then you know that that kind of goes against their position right and there there are some early satoshi uh writings where 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 this idea or this concept was discussed um i understand that satoshi wasn't wasn't it was towards the end of like where where he was uh present in the internet so so he did mention something where 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 uh where if 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 bitcoin was to be stolen it could be turned into coal and then uh you know back to gold whenever the the rightful owner uh receives it so so there is um there is that idea from the core design built into bitcoin so um you know i'm not i'm not saying i like the idea or not uh but i do think it would in a mass scaling scenario it would come into into play and it would it would intrigue governments and 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 i guess businesses as well so that you know internet fraud things like that it would really turn it down to a really big level you know if 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 uh if you could legally prove that you've been scammed or you've been uh robbed or anything like this uh if you could legally prove it then there's a way to reverse that and the you know if you could prove it in court then you could you could receive back your money I think that's uh that could that could be a beneficial thing as far as uh as a mass adoption proposition. Uh, yeah, I like to comment I on that if I could. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry Elliot, ahead. if you don't mind. So there are a couple of points I think that are worth making uh to that argument and, and one of them is that like uh when you say like the government or prove like officially that something has has taken place illegally or whatever, you have to realize that Government itself is, is a constantly changing thing. And not only that, there's not just one government. There's a huge number of governments around the world. So what happens when two governments that 
you know, a, a certain blockchain is trying to sort of be in line with, say, completely opposite things, you know? And so then are you just going to choose, like, which the bigger government is? And it's like, well, I, I don't know. Are we like, is that sort of where we're at with creating a blockchain where we're, we're going to build things under the protocol level where to increase adoption, we're just going to sort of go ahead with whatever the biggest player in the world has to say. Like, I think that's just sort of a non-start. But there's also the fact that everything you're describing could be implemented. Um, like, if, if not, like, and, you know, we already talked about the cash tokens thing, and I'd like to talk about that a little bit. So that will enable a lot more. Sure. But it, uh -huh. this whole entire thing is actually already implementable using, you know, certainly on, you know, EVM blockchains, but probably also on UTXO blockchains with just some of the already reactivated or even maybe not even the reactivated opcodes. Like, you can basically, you know, it, with optics or op check data verify or whatever the more recent one is that um i forget if that uh, made it into bsv also but basically you can just ver verify a signature on some data right and so what you can do is you can create a whole token ecosystem as just a token on a blockchain right that has all these rules built in so if the u.s government wants to launch a u.s dollar token on a blockchain and have it so that uh -huh. they have control over everything that happens with that that coin like of course everyone's free to use it as much as they want but they basically have a master key right that can that can let them do anything because they're in control and they want to decide what's legal that's totally doable um but but i would be seriously concerned about the prospects of of coding something like that into the the fundamental workings of of a blockchain itself as opposed to saying like no the blockchain is a permissionless sort of way to arrive at you know what the current state of the network is you can talk about arriving at truth but basically it's just arriving at the state state of the network coming to cons consensus uh and and all these extra features um as as ironic as it is that it's kind of the layer two like uh spiel it's like all that can be done on top of bitcoin now it doesn't have to be layer two it can just be using the sort of core primitives that we're provided with uh and then create these systems. And so I, I would also like to take just a second and then to talk about what cash tokens is. We're talking about like op codes and stuff like that, whereas, whereas cash tokens is not a new op code. And in fact, it's, it's also not about activating new op codes. It's, it's actually a relatively subtle and small change to how Bitcoin Oops. cash transactions work. Um, and, and it's just like an extra field. It's just a couple extra fields. Um, it, it might even just be in, as far as the transactions concerned, one extra field. And then in, you know, in the programming and stuff, of course, there's, there's going to be a lot of other things associated with that. But basically, you're just passing the state of a contract onto the next uh, transaction that, that spends from it, right? So it's basically like instead of e Ethereum, where you've got this huge global computer, right? where every transaction could possibly interact with every other transaction. And that's how you have this thing called the global state. Everything knows about everything else and it, and it can talk to itself. Whereas like, okay, like you could argue, okay, Bitcoin Cash has, global might be a confusing word because you could say, well, the state of the current UTXO set and all of its rules is the global state. But the question is what, what can interact with what? What knows about what and what has to basically be thought about before processing any given transaction. And so like on Ethereum, because you have to, you know, basically know that everything can talk to everything else. You can't parallelize a lot of these uh, really interesting computations that we want it to do. So it ends up being slow and it ends up not scaling well. And cash tokens just adds this one field, which is the, the hash of uh, some extra rules, basically, that you want to attach to. And even, you know, Bitcoin addresses themselves are just a hash of rules, right? It's not even really addresses aren't something specific. They're just these things that if you know how to create a signature that cryptographically works with this string of text, then you can spend it. Uh, and so cash tokens, it just adds one field to the transactions. I realize I've already said that. I shouldn't repeat myself too much. But 
what it does really interestingly is is it lets you sort of pass on the state so that um, you can do it efficiently and not have to have this global state like Ethereum, which allows or which forces you know scaling to be much more difficult. Um, I probably missed a few things in there, but I think that's the bulk of, bulk of what I wanted to respond to. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, I was so, really so, so, what I'd love to just to add on to that, um, so Diego, because I really, really would love to to hear your. Um, so, first of all, I'd just like to say, hey, I think it's great that people in the community are talking and also talking to each other level-headedly and having different opinions, and I think that's awesome. Uh, Diego, there, there's something you said there which I think. Um, so, uh, John's already uh, commented on that, and I, um, you know, about the if a government or a court can decide, hey. This is an illegal transaction and can um, can undo that. So, you know, you already asked the question, you know, who would decide that? Which court? There's lots of different governments, lots of different courts. Um, would you have then a world, one world government to be able to then to do this? Would it be done on consensus and the majority base? But my my question to you, Diego, if if you were to allow then a a government or, or body to make decisions about the blockchain, what are then the benefits of having a blockchain? And why not? Why don't, why don't we just use a CBDC? Well, uh, it can get pretty esoteric, but I mean, CBDCs will be, I mean, the, the idea of Bitcoin, you know, as we both, both our communities understand it, is that it's cash, right? So it's not currency, it's not money, it's not, it's not none of these things. It's just cash, right? So what Bitcoin brings is uh, you know, it incorporates the idea of cash, you know, like the cash in your pocket, uh, you know, the cash we all have wherever we are in the world uh, incorporates blockchain with it. So, you know, there's a ledger there uh, and it's backed by proof of work. So uh, the the currencies, you know, CBDCs or whatever you want to call them or however they'll end up becoming they're, they're all going to be built on top of these systems, right? So, so you know, the governments at the end of the day, they, they will still be able to, uh, you know, use monetary policy, you know, print money, uh, cut rates, whatever they need to do. So at the end of the day, they'll just be uh, basing all their decisions on the blockchain, on the ledger. So, you know, the, the, the way I'm, 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 I'm thinking it'll be is that, you know, based on the ledger, they'll be able to decide what happened, right? So it tells you a story of where money went, when money came from, and and you know the courts will use that as evidence to make the decisions. So it's not it's not really going to be, you know, the governments are going to be uh, making the uh, they're not going to be creating the data on the blockchain. They're just going to be backing their decisions on, on that proof of work. So, uh, you know, well, can I have to, really... just for a quick question then? Yeah. Did you, were you talking about actually like reversing transactions, like them having the power to do that? Cause if so, that definitely contradicts what you just said, but maybe I misunderstood. Um, no, I mean, I think it would just become, uh, you know, if, if, if you were robbed, you know, if, if somebody, you know, rob your house or something and and uh, force you to send them all your coins or something like that, uh, then, then, then you have grounds, you know, legal grounds to say, you know, this happened, there was a police report and this transaction happened at the same time. 
And Can I pro propose to you a, a situation? So let's imagine that yeah. you and I team up and then I say I'm going to rob you and then I go rob you and I get uh -huh. the money, right? But before we can sort anything out, I go buy something and then disappear. And then you go to the courts and say, hey, this happened. He robbed me. Here's proof of it. I have the signed affidavit that, that he says, yeah, I totally robbed you. Uh, and then what are they going to do? They're going to send the, look for the money and they're going to see that it's already gone to someone else's wallet, someone that I've spent it to. So then whose money are you taking at that point? Because I've already gotten goods for it. And someone else received money for their goods, but apparently that's dirty money. And now it needs to be taken back. I, can you see how that opens up a whole can of worms and possible uh, exploits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I, you know, to be honest, this is not my, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what would happen at that point. And I don't know the complexities of where this opcode can go. Um, but, you know, it, we can create all these situations. I really don't. I, I don't know how it'd be decided, you know, either either that or or in the scenario where, it, you know, two different governments or countries, uh, you know, want to back a, a decision, you know, so. Oh, and you think even yeah. more important, think about this. So all of a sudden, like we're here now trying to accrue, uh, trying to have success in crypto and the government says, hey, uh, you know, Diego, this guy, he's just stolen all my BSV from me. And they're the government. They go to the courts. They win, and your money's gone. Oops. Right. That what what would stop that? This would be for me. The, the I can't think of anything worse. Um, I'm not sure I, I follow that. But you're saying, what if someone falsely manages to falsely claim claim that you stole their money and then gets it? Is that what well, you're if saying? An if an authority has the possibility to reverse a transaction, surely the biggest authority that there is is the government. And so, if the government wants to reverse a transaction, they can then what have we achieved with the whole crypto movement? Well, I think I think there's a, a little disconnect uh, as far as what the crypto movement wants and what Bitcoin is. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's always been this idea of anarchism and, and things like that on the crypto space. And BSV is actually one of the things that make it different is that it's actually the opposite. It's, you know, it, like like this opcode, right? It's working with the government. It's, you know, the complexities behind it, you know, I'm not really sure how far it can go or what implications it will have. But but um, just the the concept of of um, of anarchism is not really embedded in into BSV. So 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 that's why. That's why a lot of people are afraid of BSV because it's it's all on chain. So there's always going to be that record. There's there is very difficult to to hide, you know, in in this system. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons they they've been creating you know Lightning Network and all these different layer two because it it kind of obfuscates this the blockchain. You know, so. Uh, you know, so if you consider all these things, um, you know, it, it kind of makes sense why, uh, you know, BSV would be shifting towards a more pro-government um, ideology. And I think I think there's also another concept that uh, might be a little bit overlooked. 
you know, when you think about all these upcodes, you know, especially this one uh, with the with the courts, it, it kind of freaks people out. But at the same time, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a like a mousetrap for the governments because if they if they start relying on on the on the Bitcoin blockchain, you know, they're gonna have to uh, shift a lot of the infrastructure into the blockchain and and at the end of the day it's just going to be beneficial for the block it's, it's going to make the the network even more resilient because all these governments are going to uh be relying on it so you know obviously there there is that connotation of oh you know what could happen if this or that um but at the end of the day you know the nodes are what you know uh at the end of the day have the last say in 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 the bitcoin network so it's going to come down to, you know, how much hash power you have, you know, like those those kind of concepts that um, maybe we're not really talking about right now. But 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 make Bitcoin what it is, you know, like, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about sort of what makes Bitcoin. Yeah, what makes Bitcoin sort of what it is. Right. And, and like one of the huge things that Satoshi just, you know it's over and over is that it's, it's to avoid the need for a trusted third party. Right. Like that's exactly. That's decentralized. Really what that. And, 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 well, and that's, and that's kind of the funny thing. We talk about decentralization and all the, and anarchism and all these things that sort of uh, seem in line with maybe some of the underlying pinnings of, of Bitcoin's design, but aren't necessarily like the, the, it's not written explicitly there. Right. But, but I think you can certainly say that, okay, it's trying to avoid trusted third parties and, and that reduces costs. The big thing is, look, we, we can't use PayPal and we can't use credit cards to make to send one cent payments. And it's also not really viable for two or three dollar payments. And it's only kind of viable for 10. So the whole point was, let's get costs down. Right. And how do we do that? Well, you know, and of course, the whole point wasn't getting costs down. It was also like figuring out the double spend problem and a whole lot of other things. But one of the big <laughs> things was like, God, even if we get this solved, like it, it, with, you know, somehow make it so that we don't need a central authority. Like, why are we doing that? Well, it's because trusted third parties make everything worse. Uh, like middlemen, third parties, there are all these things that throughout history sort of have been necessary when they're necessary until they're not, right? And then with Bitcoin, we realized, oh man, like we can finally make money that doesn't have a trusted third party. And this guy's going to cut costs and make it so that there's a lot of less rent seekers and there's also fewer people that can use default power given them to hurt uh, or oppress other people. And I I think the moment you start saying like, well, it, it comes down to the blockchain and they have to follow the blockchain, but at the same time, you give you have given someone um, really very explicitly the trusted third party role in a blockchain to say that then, oh, like, well, it all comes down to the the chain seems almost a little backwards to me because you've given someone power over the chain. So so what does the blockchain matter anymore if you've given some trusted third party control over it again when the whole point in the beginning was to remove a trusted third party? Exactly. Why not just use an open database at that point? Why have blockchain? Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Um, I think it it comes down to something that uh, it's a concept that you know I don't want to bring Craig Wright, but he he want, he he's been repeating this concept of um, of uh, possession doesn't mean ownership, right? So if you steal my car, you know I can still get it back. Uh, you know I'm still the owner of it. You just stole it. So if I go through the right legal 
grounds, I'm, I'll, I'll still be able to somehow recover it, you know, considering that it still exists, right? You haven't destroyed it. Uh, you know, I'm still the owner of that car. So I think that's the only thing that governments would be able to determine, you know, who, who the owner is and and how to uh, re, uh, reverse that that uh, illegal transaction, you know, in a way. Um, you know, I, well, I, don't I would know like to point out that even ownership that. sort of requires uh, a system already. Like, what does it mean to own something? And so, like, anyone, Craig Wright or anybody can say, like, this is what ownership is, right? But they've just picked basically one of many possible definitions of ownership. And, and the one that, that seems to be picking here is the one that's sort of protected, quote unquote, by the state, right? And, and a lot of even libertarians are like, oh, we do need a state, but they should be like limited to protecting uh, uh, private ownership rights, right? But there is another way of looking at ownership. One way is to say no one really owns anything. It's sort of more of a, not even necessarily socialist, but just sort of like almost nihilistic, like uh, nobody really owns anything. What does it even mean to own something? What the heck? But sort of there's the other opposite, which is to say like in the Bitcoin system, ownership is defined by the power to spend the coins with a private key that was used to drive a public key that can provide a signature that matches up in this cryptographic way, right? So some people, um, when they look to crypto cryptocurrency, whether they're anarchists or not, will say like, I, I want that definition of ownership because I don't trust anybody else to handle it for me. I don't think a government or if it's not gonna be a government, some institution or some collection of voters, whatever it is, They've people who use Bitcoin have said, I don't want someone else to be able to have a say. I want this to be the definition of ownership. Uh, and there's uh, arguably like nothing wrong with just creating a, a new system or, or, or augmenting or changing a, a system like Bitcoin to reintroduce or, or redefine ownership. But I, I think it is important that we, we understand that like that is just one view of ownership, one where once someone steals your car, they don't own it because it's still yours. And it's like, well... There, there's at least some initial jump in logic there because what is what does it mean to actually own something? Does it mean have it or does it mean given a definition of ownership that we previously just sort of implicitly agree on? You know what I mean? I mean, we're, let's not try to redefine things. I mean, I wouldn't even say okay. redefine. I think it's initially defined because you're already using a definition of ownership that just sort of implies, oh, what the government says, right? Well, but I mean, it's not necessarily the case. Own something, even even if you if it's if it's not paid off in full, you you have documents of, you know, you have a title, you have loan documents, you you have uh you know you have verifiable proof that you've attempted uh, the purchase of this vehicle, right? And that's all that all stands in court. So you know, the the legal system's not changing. It's just we're trans. We're just translating what uh, uh, owning an asset looks like in the in the real world into the digital world, and with with you know the digital world as as far as Bitcoin, you know we have different different things. We have signatures, we have uh, you know private keys, you have the the ledger. You know you can prove transactions. You have uh, you know different methods to track wallets uh th things like that that you know are you know they're not identical to what we are used to in the real world but they're they're also you know the whole bitcoin network was was designed to work within the legal 
the the already existing legal space. So, you know, and what do you there, mean by that? That it was designed to exist in the existing legal space? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously you you have to kind of uh, kind of have an open mind, but if if you if you consider that Bitcoin is going to be the one blockchain in the world. It has to abide by, you know, the already existing rules of the game. I think that's right? a pretty big assumption, though, isn't it? Like, oh, if it's going to exist, it's got to follow the current rules. Well, I mean, isn't that hasn't that always been true in history up until the point that the thing that breaks the rules becomes the new rule? Yeah, I guess you could say that. The, the, look, listen, uh, honestly, this conversation is a little esoteric. It can get really, you know, we can talk about these things all day. I ideally would have liked to take this conversation to where uh, somewhere, you know, where we can see, you know, because we're talking about BSV right now. And, you know, it's legal terms and legal uh, ideas that, you know, they're pretty boring, to be frank. But I think we can we can talk about different things that BCH has and BSV already also has um, and kind of, kind of explore, you know, how, how both coins can, can come out ahead. Uh, you know, whether it's something BSV can do or BCH can do better. Um, sure. And of course, know, the host is welcome yeah. to like hurry me along. I, I'm going to by default, like challenge you on things as I hear things that I think need to be challenged. But of course, at the same time, yeah, we don't want to drag this on forever. So I appreciate sort of you're just saying like, OK, we've been on this for a while. Um, wh what else? Uh, maybe uh, Zolos wants to push the direction or was there something else that you would want to bring up now? Um, well, at the beginning, I'm not sure if you were uh, in, but when Sholos was speaking uh, at the very start, he uh, he brought up a few things that I thought were interesting. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the concept uh, that brought BCH and BSV to where we are is, you know, it stems from our disagreements with uh, BTC, right? And and basically, everything that's happened from then, uh, I think I think it's it's worth exploring. You know. Um, you know why do people? Why why are people? Uh, you know, so loyal to BCH, right? Like, what what aspects of BCH make them? You know, think okay, this is this is it. Uh, and then also, what concepts of BSV make make people shift, right? Because obviously, Craig Rice, a, a major figure in BSV, and he's a controversial figure, but I think a lot of people in BSV have looked past him. In many ways, uh, because of what's been built by other people, uh, such as applications like Twitch. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but but there's there's different things going on on BSV that 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 give you an idea of what could be Bitcoin in a grand in a in a bigger image or a big bigger picture. So I'm I'm interested in finding out uh, your side as well, right? So. So, so I know you guys are very convicted on the Bitcoin cash, uh, using it as cash. Uh, so, so what, 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 what things are happening on BCH that 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 would uh, solidify BCH as the the cash system, uh, or or what, you know, what what different things about BCH make it unique, you know, that BSV can't do, 
um, if there's if there's any any that you could think of, you know, I'd be interested in finding that out. Um, you know, because uh, like I said earlier, I think the two things that differentiate BSV and BCH are the smart contracts and the big blocks. You know, but 